Teaching the Archers, Creating New Fans or Turning Them Off by Caroline Burks. In September 2016, I wrote an article about the archers and fandom. It was aimed at GCSE and A-level media students and was printed in Media Magazine, a publication produced quarterly by the English and Media Centre, written by media teachers, professionals and students. I'd been listening to the show for around five years and was particularly gripped by the Helen Archer and Rob Titchener storyline. The Helen Titchener Rescue Fund, set up by Paul Truman on JustGiving.com, was attracting attention in the press and there had been various public responses on social media. My aim was to show the readers of Media Mag that consuming radio drama is not the passive background activity that one might consider it to be. At the time, the Archers had been described as the smash hit of the digital age and had attracted a million new listeners, mainly through the BBC Listen Again service iPlayer. Here was the perfect example of audiences actively choosing and consuming their media and developing communities of practice in unexpected ways. This was a case study that could easily illustrate theories outlined by Clay Shirky in 2009 and Henry Jenkins in 2009 and enrich student understanding of radio as a medium. As I was writing the article, I had no idea of the significance it would later have after the exam reforms instigated by then Education Secretary Michael Gove. When the exam board EDUCAS released its GCSE Media Studies specification in 2017, the Archers was part of the syllabus, and my article became the go-to resource for teachers who had never taught or, in some cases, listened to the Archers before. As a teacher in a sixth form college that specialises in A-level qualifications, I was disappointed not to be actively teaching the Archers myself, our set text with BBC Radio 4's Late Night Women's Hour. And as an Archers fan, I wondered how the students responded to the contemporary drama in a rural setting. Was it possible that studying the text in the classroom might create some long-term fans for the soap? Or did studying it turn students off altogether? This chapter will look at the classroom experiences of those teaching the archers and consider why or why not young people may go on to listen to the programme. Media teaching in context. Established in the 1970s, media studies has often been derided in the press and is regularly described as a Mickey Mouse subject. When A-level and GCSE qualifications were overhauled during Michael Gove's tenure as Education Secretary, media studies very nearly became extinct. Amongst teachers, there was a strong feeling that we might lose the subject that we love because the nature of what we cover is not really understood by those in power. Fortunately, exam boards, members of the Media Education Association and teachers around the country lobbied hard for its survival and at the last minute specifications for those qualifications were approved. There are those of us who believe that the subject is unfortunately still being killed off slowly by the prescriptive nature of exam syllabuses that contain very specific set texts that often do not reflect what's happening in the media on a day-to-day basis. On average, almost 35,000 students study GCSE media studies every year in the UK, and around 20,000 take it to A-level. However, we're seeing these numbers start to significantly dwindle, a trend that is also reflected in English literature A-level, where the prescriptive nature of GCSE is perhaps removing the joy from the subject. A typical media studies student will study a mix of theory and practical. They will examine the work of theorists such as Bell Hooks, Jean Baudrillard and Paul Gilroy, 
and apply and evaluate them in relation to set texts which can be either historical or more up to date. For practical work, they might make a magazine or a website along with a piece of audiovisual work based on their knowledge of generic conventions and typical representations in that media form. Media studies attracts a range of students partly because of the misconception that it's an easy subject. But in order to succeed, a student needs to be a good all-rounder, someone with creative flair and an inquisitive mind. In my opinion, media studies is one of the most important subjects that a student can study today. Media literacy needs to be taught from a very young age so that children and young adults can understand and question the mediums they engage with on a daily basis. Historian, presenter and author Greg Jenner summarised this on Twitter, saying... Nothing is more boring and wrong than people scoffing at media studies in a world where most of us are unable to judge the quality of information on the internet or on our screens, or the way narratives are constructed by the powerful. We should all do media studies. Jenna, 2020. Studying the Arches. Study of the Arches at GCSE focuses on context, social, historical and political, Industry, including regulation and the BBC and public service versus commercial radio, and audiences, including target audiences and audience response. Students must study at least one full episode and several pages from the Archer's website. Teachers are free to choose the episodes and pages that they think are relevant and interesting to students. A teacher might spend five to six weeks on a small unit of work like this, but the number of lessons per week would vary between two and four. Through my research, described and presented below, I discovered that the most studied episodes were those featuring either Helen and Rob or the Grey Gables explosion. More recently, some centres have begun looking at the modern slavery storyline and Alice Carter's alcoholism, reflecting the need to keep examples current with a subject like media. Overall, teachers choose episodes that they thought the students would find gripping. One teacher said, Mine really enjoy the more exciting storylines such as Helen and Rob and the Grey Gables explosion, but then find the average episode a bit dull in comparison. With no access to my own students, my qualitative research is based around the experience of teachers in the classroom and their observations of the students they teach. I asked the media teaching community via Facebook for classroom anecdotes, particularly focusing on whether they thought any of their students would go on to listen to more episodes and whether they had enjoyed the experience. I very quickly had 24 responses, representing approximately 500 students. Through their responses, I found some common themes and ideas developing. Listening in the classroom. Concentrating on an episode of The Archers in a group and in the classroom is a unique and possibly challenging experience. Generally, there was a positive attitude to shared listening amongst my teachers, with one respondent revealing that students would join in with the Dumpty Dum theme tune, saying they even had their own Archers dance. Notably, the same group found the theme tune too upbeat and at odds with the dramatic nature of the Helen and Rob episode they listened to, laughing at the end. On the whole, students struggled with focused listening, being more used to watching drama online. Several teachers reported that they had been asked to show the episodes on YouTube. After listening to the infamous Helen and Rob episode with a very mixed bag of a class, Two less than motivated boys eagerly asked when I was going to let them actually watch the episode rather than just listen to it. One student said to me that she quite liked it, we did the Helen and Rob storyline, 
and wanted to know what happened, but thought it would have been way better with pictures. This was also reinforced by a tutor on a PGCE teacher training course who had observed a lesson with a trainee teacher. They, the students, find it pretty crazy that there's this ongoing story five nights a week for years that you can't even see. I saw a trainee teaching it in Stevenage and the kids kept asking him to get it up on YouTube. This anecdotal evidence suggests that young people no longer engage with radio and may signal the death of this medium as was predicted years ago with the introduction of television. In my own classroom, only 20% of students listen to the radio and often only in the car. Although listener figures for podcasts continue to rise, the format and conventions of these programmes is very different to an average radio show. In fact, one teacher reported that students struggled with radio as a whole. Unless they know someone at home who listens to the radio, they really don't get radio as a medium, let alone the arches. As a response to the desire for visual content and to vary the range of resources in class, teachers used YouTube to access making of slash behind the scenes videos. These proved popular with students and encouraged deeper understanding of institutional factors, particularly the mechanics of making an episode. This knowledge would also prove useful during practical activities. For some teachers, the biggest challenge was getting students to focus and stay silent during the airing of chosen episodes. Some teachers used lollipops and mindful colouring of farmyard scenes to keep students on task. I will be eternally grateful to the person who suggested we coloured in farmyard scenes and ate lollies whilst listening to the Helen Rob episode. Silence was golden and even the naughties managed to focus. However, one teacher noted that students had found the colouring more exciting than the episodes they had listened to. Another challenge during group listening was distinguishing voices between characters. This could be attributed to the limited number of episodes students listened to. They really struggle to work out who is who just from the voices and therefore follow what's happening. I've listened to quite a few episodes since I started teaching it and I've only just started to recognise the voices. This acknowledges the difficulties of studying a text for a short period of time and although most teachers air more than one episode in class, suggests that students will struggle to form relationships with characters that are needed to become a long-term fan of the show. Given the infrequency of storylines involving younger members of the cast, students may also find it difficult to identify with any of the characters at all. Knowing the genre. Surprisingly, the biggest barrier to student enjoyment of the Archers was the genre itself. When I first started teaching at a sixth form college in 2001, teaching soap opera was an important module studied for exams. However, it wasn't liked by all media educators, with many believing it was too dated as a genre. Since then, study of EastEnders, Coronation Street and Emmerdale has been removed from specifications with more focus on long-form drama, the only soap being The Archers. The dwindling audience viewing figures for soap operas alongside anecdotal evidence suggest that viewing as a family no longer takes place at home. With this in mind, it's unlikely that students will have encountered these texts outside of the classroom. One teacher said, In the last decade, kids don't watch TV soaps with the family as they're all now TikToking in their bedrooms. So there is less knowledge of soap opera, never mind radio soaps. This was echoed by several other teachers. I thought it was just my students who had never watched a soap. 
Therefore, it seems that students begin to study the arches with little or no knowledge of the soap opera genre. For teachers that grew up in what might be considered the golden age of EastEnders, this seems a strange idea. But for many years now, the proliferation of the media brought about by the development of new technologies has meant a fragmentation of audiences. There is now very little media that we consume collectively and synchronously. Conversely, one teacher suggested that their students' lack of knowledge of the genre may have had a positive impact because they lacked preconceived ideas and negative bias towards the text. There tends to be little bias towards it as they simply aren't aware of it in their day-to-day, so they can't use the same excuses they usually use of the text being too childish or out of date. Another teacher really enjoyed introducing students to a text they had no previous experience of. It's been really interesting to see them experience and enjoy a media form and product type that is often completely alien to them. The reactions of sheer horror from them when I tell them that Rob doesn't die is hilarious. They are outraged. Differences according to gender and class. Enjoyment of the arches seem to vary according to gender and class. While this is a huge area which deserves further comment, my research was not focused enough to draw informed conclusions. Analysis of exam results by gender and class is always significant and often rightly gains attention in the press. Whilst my study of gender and class needs further investigation, some of the comments made by teachers illustrated some key ideas. In terms of gender, one class of predominantly boys found it boring and didn't like it and didn't go on to listen to any more episodes. A deciding factor of engagement and continued listening seemed to be whether there was a precedent for listening to the radio at home. I've had a few converts, mostly high-performing girls who are very active with extension tasks, who now listen regularly. They mostly come from higher-income homes and parents slash relatives listen to Radio 4 already. The same teacher noted that lower-achieving boys and some girls appear to have no understanding of the genre and spoken word radio was too far removed from their everyday experiences. The importance of listening with the family was also highlighted in comments such as some kids love it as they go home and talk to their grandparents about it, even had a student go and listen with his granddad on a Sunday. Whilst it was nice that these students have found new shared activities while family members The importance of family support and interest is highlighted here. Practical activities. According to Bloom's Taxonomy of Educational Objectives from 1956, creating new or original work is the best way for students to retain information. Practical production work has long been a central element of media courses across the country. Jenny Graham writes about this in the Media Studies book A Guide for Teachers, 1997. Any practical activity involves a great many learning objectives, skills and outcomes and frequently what is learned in the production process is far more important than the end product itself. Teaching the archers through practical work proved to be a very successful way to engage students. It was described as the glue that held the students' knowledge together by one of my respondents and it also perhaps livened up some of the drier content including the institutional factors which can often be reduced to learning facts about the BBC. Table reading using scripts from the BBC or recording their own scripted episodes using iPads and creating sound effects using kitchen implements also brought the text to life. One group had been able to do the BBC Studio Tour, which includes the chance to look at real scripts and memorabilia, 
take a quiz and record an iconic episode at the end. Students made a radio drama at the end, so it made it real. Unfortunately, this is not an activity open to everyone. Organising school trips has become increasingly difficult in recent years. Understanding the audience. Teachers reported that students had a preconceived idea of who the audience for the Archers is. I found that they still don't really understand what a wide audience the Archers has, still reverting to the idea that it's just old people. However, perhaps this reflects assumptions also made in wider society. One teacher and Archers fan said, I'm fascinated by the way the Archers listeners are regularly reduced to a narrow stereotype of ultra-conservative retired women, when my own experience via the Archers Appreciation Group suggests a much more complex and diverse listenership. Bringing an Archers fan into the classroom to talk about their enjoyment of the programme helps students to create a more accurate audience profile. My media colleague is an avid listener, so she spoke to both groups about why she loved it. Students were able to interview their visitors to gain more information about demographic and psychographic profiles. We also asked the listener questions to check if she fitted with the demographic profile we had made, and it was a perfect fit. For my class, the Archer's audience is now called Laura from the Data Team. These kinds of activities, which have a practical element, make learning more memorable and bring the idea of the audience into sharper focus. Students as new fans. Ultimately, the target audience for the Archers is not 15 to 16 year olds listening to a limited number of episodes in a classroom. Despite this, it is possible to note that a handful of students went on to listen to episodes outside the classroom. According to the teachers, very few students really hated the programme, but plenty of them were indifferent. Even if very few have converted to regularly listening to the Archers, a generation of media students now know more about radio as a medium and the soap opera genre. Undoubtedly, they will remember that time when they listened to that soap in a classroom full of peers. One respondent comment provides a useful conclusion. My class found the Robin Helen episode completely engrossing. Our starting point had been complete incomprehension. You mean we won't be able to see them? But their rapt response was priceless. I don't believe it resulted in any further listening, but it did open up a lovely discussion of audience. We had a few students with relatives who listened to it, and I was able to tell them a few teachers who were fans, like our head teacher. This led to a consideration of audience profile. They were also interested in the production details, such as Foley design. So no new fans, but definitely a few broadened minds. So really understand whether studying the archers at GCSE creates new fans a more significant piece of research would need to be done. And in the future, when our current cohort of teenagers are older, perhaps the question, did you study the Archers at school, should be asked at a future Academic Archers conference. References. Archers become smash it of the digital age, adding 1 million catch-up fans, April 2016, The Telegraph. Available at thetelegraph.co.uk. Burks, C, 2016, Generation Ambridge, Media Magazine, number 57. Bloom, B, ed, 1956, Taxonomy of Educational Objectives, London, David McKay Company. Coronation Street, ITV, available at itv.com. EastEnders, BBC, available at bbc.co.uk. Educast Media Studies, 
available at educast.co.uk slash media. Emma Dale, ITV, available at itv.com. Graham J, 1997, The Production Process in The Media Studies Book, A Guide for Teachers, Ed D. Lusted, Abingdon, Routledge. Jenkins H, 2009, Convergence Culture, New York, New York University Press. Jenna G, 2020, Twitter, 18th of August, available at twitter.com slash gregjenna. Late Night Women's Hour, BBC Radio 4, available at thebbc.co.uk slash programmes. Provisional entries for GCSE, AS and A-level Summer 2021 Exam Series, Gov UK, 27th of May 2021, available at gov.uk slash government slash statistics slash provisional entries. Shirky C, 2009, Here Comes Everybody, How Change Happens When People Come Together, London Penguin. The Helen Titchener Knee Archer Rescue Fund, founded Paul Truman, available at www.jossgiving.com, fundraiser Helen Titchener. About the author, Caroline Burks. Caroline Burks has been teaching media and film for around 20 years. After graduating from Bath Spa with a 2-1 in sociology and English, Caroline went on to study for a PGCE in secondary English and later an MA in media, culture and communication. As an Archers fan and educator, Caroline has written two published articles on the Archers and recorded a YouTube analysis, Five Things You Should Know About the Archers. Caroline has worked as an examiner for Media Studies GCSE and A-Level and is one half of Light Maria, an online resources company for teachers and students. Caroline writes a personal blog called Mrs Burke's blogs.blogspot.com and lives in Norfolk with her two children and naughty dog Robin. <laughs>